It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN, and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of the three-point podcast. (laughs) Fellas, can you believe we made it 200 already? It's amazing. 200. I actually forgot this is the 200th episode. I uh, should have done something for it, like I got gifts or something, but uh, (laughs) totally forgot. I mean, well, Jared, Jared, we'll have a video portion coming up. Do you have a little dance you could do for us? That's not a I'm bad not a idea. Dancer. I told you that. We talked about weddings before. It's literally where I feel the most uncomfortable. I think both <laughs> Matt and I would pay to see a video of you dancing. <laughs> I would pay to see a video of you at Pine Knob back in the uh, 1970s. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, I know you're riding high this week. Well, you know what? It doesn't make a difference. I don't know what Matt thinks, but uh, since we're just starting off in our catch-up portion here, uh, it, it never was anything but Pine Knob to me, ever. You know, even when they changed the name to DTE, I think it's more of a, your generation may have called it that, but not me, ever. Yeah, like, I, it's weird. It's like it's almost like the inverse where I'm, it's going to take me a while to start calling it Pine Knob because I, yeah. I've always called it DTE. That's all I've ever known it as. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I will say the name definitely fits it a lot better now because when you get there, it does sort of feel like you're just in the middle of the woods. You drive through this, like, trail to get there, and the branding is kind of cool, I guess. But other than that, it's really not a big of a deal as people have made it out to be the last 50 years. I mean, I, I think I think it is, like, fairly a big deal. It is, like, an iconic, you know, venue in the state of Michigan. It'd be like, it'd be like if Tiger Stadium, say, it's actually stuck around, but they just changed Tiger Stadium to Comerica Park. I bet right. Ted's generation and plenty more people would never have called that Comerica Park if it was still, you know, Tiger Stadium. I, I think it's something like that. Like, uh, and I think there's a lot of people who don't like how all stadiums now are just like corporate sponsors. Right. You know, it's just kind of, yeah. There's there's no just like cool going to a venue that's just called Pine right. Knob. It's just Pine Knob, or you know, Tiger Stadium. That's just what it is. It's all. Ford Field, Comerica Park, and all that kind of stuff. You know, but let's face it, you know, in, in America and being a capitalistic country, I'm, I'm not against certain uh, certain spins on sponsorship, if you will. I mean, but I, I do like the way that Pine Knob now has kind of followed the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl was never going to be called the Tostitos Rose Bowl. I mean, it would they would always say right. it's the Rose Bowl presented by AT&T or whoever is the sponsor. <laughs> Right? right, I mean, it's it, it gets the same message, but it just sounds classier when it keeps its original name. And and you know, being an old time rock and roller, and I know for a fact that all the old acts that were that still play at Pine Knob when they'd come to the stage, they would always say, "Hey, everybody, we're, we love to be back at Pine Knob." They would never call it DTE either. Right. I mean, even like think about how cool. I mean, we're just talking about Detroit venues, the Silver Dome. Yep. That wasn't like that wasn't like the the Kogel's Dome, it was, you know, the Silver Dome, or even the Palace of Auburn Hills. Right. It was just the Palace of Auburn Hills. It wasn't some, some corporate sponsor. The Better Made Potato Chips 
of Auburn Hills or something. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I, like, I get what you're saying, Jared. Ultimately, you know, like, who cares? You're going there to see a concert. <laughs> but it is kind of, you know, when you're saying, like, like the, you know, in L.A., they changed where the Lakers play. They changed, It used to be Staples Center. That's just, like, simple. Yes, yeah, Staples is a corporate sponsor. But it's just Staples Center sounds cool. It's the Staples Center. But now it's, like, the whatever the hell it is. The yeah, crypto.com. Crypto. Crypto.com center, blah, and it's like that just doesn't sound right. Nah, yeah, there are certain ones that are actually that I will say we're lucky as Detroit fans. I mean, Little Caesars Arena isn't great, but everybody just calls it LCA anyway. But Ford Field, you really, Perfect. I mean, it just matches the town perfectly. <laughs> and then Comerica Park, it just sounds like it rolls right off the tongue. So we lucked out in those areas. We're not I like am in the Pelicans where it's the I, I don't even remember Smoothie King uh, center. Right. Yeah, smoothie. That's almost like funny. Uh, smoothie King is great. <laughs> I, I love I love Smoothie King, but it's kind of funny. The one I am surprised one hasn't become in Detroit. Uh, Quicken Loans, yeah. just because you know right. that that's such a big Detroit company. Maybe that's down the line, but yeah. Yeah, they may take over ownership of one of the teams. We never know. By the way, we should make this official. And you know, it is our 200th episode of this podcast. <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, we're all spread out. I'm in Washington, D.C., visiting my uh, daughter and her and my granddaughter. Matt, you're down in North Carolina. And, Jared, I don't know if you're in Detroit tonight or Ypsilanti, but you're down yeah, in that Detroit. area, right? Detroit. So yep. we're spread all over the place. And, you know, we want to thank our sponsors who bring us this broadcast every week. It's Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House funeral homes the sex group mortgage and servicing of and then the als association of michigan and of course z92.5 the castle now i know when we talked a little bit off air jared you said you might have a short a story you want to share with us what's going on in your world now it's it's to say it's a big story is a bit underselling it um <laughs> put it lightly i was sort of a hero uh, oh. on saturday night Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what you categorize as a hero, I, I'm calling it a heroic act, which, which would make you a hero. So Saturday night, I work a double shift, and I'm coming home. It's like probably, you know, t- 10 at night. I'm, I'm starving, like usual, so I'm going home. I'm looking for somewhere to stop. I decide on the Popeyes, which is maybe, you know, half a mile from my apartment after about a 30-minute drive. I get there. There's maybe five cars ahead of me, you know, pretty short line. Popeyes is sort of like... Chick-fil-A, where if you go there, it's going to be a line every time. But they're also a lot faster than Chick-fil-A. Like, they, they should get you through, you know, 10 minutes, you're gone. So I'm sitting in this line, and, and like I said, not that many cars. It's not like it was wrapped around the building or anything. It was like four cars. Sitting there for probably, you know, 10 minutes rolls by, 20 minutes rolls by, 30 minutes rolls by. Maybe three cars have gone through this line. Hmm. Finally, I get up to the window after about 30 minutes sitting in this line. Um, tired, I'm pissed, I'm hungry. This place closes in like 15 minutes, so I kind of got that going on in the back of my mind. I finally get up to the window, and I'm sitting there for probably, you know, five, ten minutes at the order window, like just thinking to myself, okay, like any time now they're going to, you know, take my order. I know they're open. I've seen them in there. I see people moving around. Like, they're going to take my order. So I wait like ten minutes. Finally, like my breaking point, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Maybe this drive through window is broken. So I pull, I like we speed around to the actual like pickup window and I see a bunch of kids like roll like running around there. There's kid, there's two kids that aren't even in like Popeye's uniforms are in there. There's music playing. <laughs> I'm like looking through this window. Like what the hell is going on in there? All of a sudden this little, uh, somebody yells like, Hey, there's somebody at the window. This little high school kid, uh, like somebody you would see on TikTok or something comes to the window, opens up the drive through window. And he goes, oh, yeah, our uh, fryers have been down the last couple hours. Uh, sorry, we're not going to be able to make you anything. And within the next, like, two seconds in my brain, I'm, like, contemplating just, like, blowing up like a Karen on this kid or uh, just, like, just peeled away. Finally, I look at it for about two seconds, and I just say, oh, all right, well, thanks for telling everybody. And then I just, like, pull away. I'm, like, thinking to myself, well, there has been a line of people here for over an hour trying to get food while you guys are in there just partying. You couldn't have put a sign up. You couldn't have done this. You couldn't have done that. So I wheel around. I am, like, about to pull out in the parking lot, and I kind of have this moment of realization, like, wait, all these people that are in this line are still going to be waiting there just like I was, you know, the last 40 minutes. No one's communicating what the hell is going on here. So we all just kind of think that we're getting served. So I'm like, Paul Revere, midnight ride style. (laughs) I spin around, do it in the parking lot, and go to each of these cars and alert them that <laughs> their fryers are out. 
I did the Popeye's employees job for them and basically freed all these people of getting screwed over by Popeye's like I did. So I felt pretty good about myself on Saturday as I went, ended up going to the McDonald's across the street and plowed that off because, <laughs> Hey, not every day you get to do something like that for other people. So was it, do you think it was legit or was the restaurant taken over? Cause you said they didn't even look like Popeye's employees, right? Like did, <laughs> no, were, were the actual Popeye's employees like tied up in the bathroom and they're just out there like partying the other kids. It looked like they were, they were almost, it was just like a bunch of high schoolers that were like, like, it would be like, like, everybody has their friends at work or whatever. So imagine you were in high school, you know, at your first job, and all of a sudden your shift aligns where it's all your friends are on this shift. And you also have some mutual friends. So, hey, let's bring them into the Popeyes for like a little mini party. And I guess the re the thing that pissed me off so much is I I'm all right if, Believe me, I worked at Meyer. There would be days I would be hiding from the electronics section uh, <laughs> while people were looking for stuff. If you don't want to work, I get that. But, like, throw a throw a uh, fryers are down sign on your drive through window. Like, why are you just letting these – it just looks like it was like a joker or something. Like, you just want to watch the world burn <laughs> by just, like, not alerting anyone. <laughs> like, I just can't get over the fact that I sat in this line for 50 minutes oh. and it they just and they just didn't alert anyone it just like blew my mind i still think about it and it happened three days ago yeah i mean you would think they had a manager on shift at you know i would think he, pro <laughs> he probably doesn't work there anymore i mean <laughs> at least a, a cardboard sign with uh, you know magic mark marker on it saying we're closed or the fryers are down you're exactly right well i'll tell you what the story though ended a little better than i was kind of anticipating as you were setting it up uh i was thinking man you had to call 911 there was a robbery going on or something like that yeah I, when you when you told us before we started recording or even during the recording that you did something heroic <laughs> i was expecting something more like that like yeah it was being it was being held up by some tiktokers trying to like get famous you know on social media I mean, really, you didn't do a whole lot. I mean, it's it's heroic in Jared's dollar. world. <laughs> you know, no matter how big or small your heroic act is, it's still a heroic act. And here's the thing, Ted, you're telling me that if you were in that line, you would have been waiting there another 30 minutes if I hadn't wheeled back around. Oh, no. no. Yeah, you did good Ted, because I, think, I probably went ballistic. <laughs> I would have probably I lost Ted, it. I think Ted would have only waited like 15 minutes until he just like pulled around and pulled up himself. Like, what the hell's going on over here? Do yeah. you guys have, like, a breaking point with something like that, like a line, how long you'll sit in a line for for anything? Like, I'll sit in a Chick-fil-A line for an hour, and that was kind of what I just was like, you know what, I love the Popeye's chicken sandwich, I'll sit in this line. For whatever reason, at about the 45-minute mark, that was where it kind of broke me, and I said, I'm getting the hell out of here. I mean, if, it, if I can tell that the restaurant's open, people are actually getting their food, <laughs> yeah, I'll wait, wait a decent <laughs> amount. If, if you, you described plenty of red flags that should have been set off to you that something was going on you know no one getting served no one moving at all just nothing happening i don't think i would have waited an hour for a chicken sandwich that's just going to give me diarrhea no well, well I, go ahead no, i was just going to say i usually have pretty good patience I, I i'm not sure i would wait <laughs> that long but usually i do have pretty good patience i'll just share a real quick story about my my old broadcast partner chris mcmillan one time uh we had done a game or something and we were going to mcdonald's to get something to eat and chris was well known for not having any patience whatsoever and it was one of those deals where you paid you paid you know and then you moved up forward to get your food you know the routine at mcdonald's right. well he got so irritated, it was taking so long to get his food. He paid, but he took off. And he had enough of it, and he took off, took off didn't what? get any food, and he paid. Wow. That's, that's intense. That, that's intense. I, at that point, I would have, because uh, I would assume that, you know, it was the, the dining room was open. I would have went inside. Exactly. And like, all right, can I get a refund or something? But, <laughs> no, that, that, that's a solid story. Jared, you know. We, I, I give you a hard time. Ted gives you a hard time. You know, it, it's fun. We, we have a good time with it. Um, you never cease to amaze me, though. Some of these <laughs> stories, these stories that you come up with, the car troubles, driving off with the gas pump, and, you know, some of this other, this is not what I expected at all. So, you know, kudos to you. By the way, come like full a... circle. Come full circle on that car story. Is it is it solved? Yes. Yeah, the, the car is working, uh, I mean, two grand later, so that sucks. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's working. It's uh, firing on all cylinders right about now. i got to get an oil change soon. But uh, <laughs> I would say in regards to the story, I have a boring life where 
boring things happen that are that just sort of stick in my brain. I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain it. Let me ask you guys this: Would you guys have pulled what I did, which is turn around and alert the rest of the drive-through line? Because the reason it was so confusing is because I figured everybody was getting served. Because if think about it, you're watching it, your windows are up, you're listening to music or a podcast. All these people are pulling up to this window, sitting there for you know five, ten minutes. And then pulling around the side of the restaurant. So I'm like, in my mind, they're, they're taking forever to get served. But they are getting served. So that was what was confusing. Okay. To answer your question, no. I'd have peeled out of there and took off. <laughs> it went right next door to McDonald's. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have, like, did the whole, like, stuck my hand out the window and did the wave of, like, hey, let's go. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't have tried to be Captain America and, and save everyone from Popeye's. But, but let's face it, Matt. I mean, yep. Jared is an American hero. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) His heroic act. I like it. If you make a hundred little heroic acts, you know, next thing you know, you're wearing a cape. That's that's right. There you go. You're on Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of, speaking of heroic acts, I mean, I know you're in, you're in Washington DC, which is, you know, a lot of, a lot of monuments all over the place, but, uh, East coast, I'm down here in North Carolina. And we had a winter storm, and I know you were talking about you guys kind of got slammed with snow. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of crazy to leave Michigan where, you know, Jared should be buried in snow. And we're over here on the East Coast getting hit with snow. Yeah, I saw you had tweeted something. I mean, people down in your neck of the woods, you're in Charlotte area, right? And, I mean, were people yeah. going nuts trying to get supplies, you know, water, milk, eggs, you know, <clears throat> toilet paper, whatever, to, to <clears throat> hunker down for this major storm? Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, they said winter storm warning, you know, they were trying to, uh, you know, set, let, let people know that it could be a serious mm-hmm. uh, storm coming. And it did. It, it did end up being fairly serious. Where I'm at in South Charlotte, whenever these storms come through, the, the winter ones, we usually don't get much. We did actually get an inch or two of snow. So it was cool. You know, I, I was able to get outside with my daughter and build some snowmen. She actually got to play in huh. some snow. So, you know, she got to experience that do have a little snow fun or whatever uh but then it basically because it it got like warm again it turned to ice and is now it's just that you know gross slush ice muddy nasty overnight it'll probably freeze so you know just that awful situation that makes me go yeah i don't want to move back to michigan and deal with this for five months is basically what's happening but up in the mountains north or more north of where i'm at they did actually get some some legit snow so you know, it, it was a good storm, and I know it went up your way. Yeah, D.C. got hit with about four inches yesterday, and, and on top of that, then it started drizzling, and you know how that can be. And the drivers out here, I got to tell you, they're, they are not used to driving around on any kind of conditions <laughs> like that. I mean, we, we went to a restaurant last night, and it was fairly early in the evening. You could see the roads were getting kind of slick, but, I mean, the first, the first uh, exit, that uh, Keith was driving on, two cars just about sideswiped him, and we thought, man, this might not be worth it. Let's go back. But we finished it out and gutted it out without any damage. But yeah, they're crazy up here. It is funny. People don't know how to drive in any sort of one, any hint of snow. And you know, I get it if you've never driven in snow, right? Know, I, so I get that. But you know, coming from Michigan, it does make me laugh. So when you when you hear these like winter storm alerts, Matt, are you? kind of like roll your eyes like there's hardly any snow compared to what you're used to or is it or is something like every once in a while it kind of sounded like every once in a while there's actually like a decent amount well i mean i roll my eyes because of bit like what you just said because compared to when you hear winter storm you know when you're in michigan you think i'm about to be buried in snow for a week but like to to make it justified to to the level canceling school and stuff like that down here they don't have I like I, I bet the city doesn't even have snow plows. Maybe they have one or two. They don't ever. I've been here for almost six years. They never spread salt or you know the sand mix or you know n- nothing like that. Right. So they're not like they're not equipped to handle this. Right. So like on that side, I get it because any sort of snow or ice, uh, it, it, they don't know what to do. There's no road commission that goes out and starts plowing everything or whatever. So. So, yes, I, it does make me laugh because school's canceled tomorrow, like I said, and, you know, there's, like, nothing on the ground. But when you think about that, there's no snow plows and salt trucks and stuff like that. You know, it, it does make sense, but it is still funny. Well, I did want, I did share with you guys, you know, usually when we come to D.C., we, of course, hang out with the granddaughter and do a lot of stuff with her, but we usually 
do something interesting, like go to a museum or something. Well, today we decided to go check out this this athletic facility called St. James. And I got to tell you, this place is is one of the greatest sports complexes I've ever seen. And you probably got to pay for it, too, because, I mean, it had everything world-class, gymnasiums. They have an inside water park. They got rock climbing, you know, in, in, inside rock climbing, massage areas. I mean, this, this place is awesome. And the reason we looked at it is they're looking at somewhere different for child care. And as part of your membership, you get three hours a day of child care. So, you know, you drop the kid off, she can play, go to the water park and you can do a workout or you can work on your laptop. This place is really cool. That's just setting the stage on, on the kind of facility it is, but just happened to be, you know, we're, we're recording this on Martin Luther King day on Monday night. And, uh, they were having a high school basketball tournament with the top you know, academies and teams from throughout the United States, uh, you know, Georgia, Illinois, Texas, all over the place, uh, California, Florida. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of these academies anyway, but I understand that these top players, you know, that's what they got to do. And, you know, just the little bit that I had a chance to watch from the upstairs window, this was legit, man. These these teams were the real deal. So that was kind of cool to see firsthand. I don't know how close you guys follow, you know, the high school kids, the top recruits, you know, that are out there. But uh, this was this was a pretty neat thing to see. Not yeah. as much as I did when I was like a little kid, but uh, I tell you what, the, some of those complexes, like there's one in Brighton here, like the Legacy Center that yes. we did like a football all star game at. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Like and and, he, and we were when we were kids. I mean, I still remember. <laughs> it was like walking into and Matt. I don't know. Tell me if this was around when you would have been playing. Uh, but in Indiana, it's like 15, 20 courts, maybe more. It's called like Spice. Yes. And I remember walking in there as like a little kid and it was literally like I was walking into like Disney world. I thought it was so cool. There's like life-size, like Larry birds, like statues around the, there's like a indoor track around the entire ceiling, a weight room above all the courts, like jumbotron scoreboards. Like it, it was like a basketball, like heaven. And that's what this place sounds like. Yeah, I do remember that place. There was one that we played at a lot. I want to say it was it was somewhere in the Lansing area. It was called Aim High. Yep. Yep. I'm not still sure. Around. Yeah, is it is that still around? Um, uh, yeah, I, want, I think it actually, just changed their name, but yeah. Or was it more towards like Swartz Creek? Was it more that way? Well, no, there it, is one in was, Swartz Creek. There's a, a the cage, and now it's owned by yeah. Swartz Creek Schools. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I had, I did hear that, but yeah, that was kind of the one that we went to. But that was like. It was still a really cool facility, but not anything near the ones that you guys are talking about. But those things seem to be popping up quite a bit. There's a couple down here in Charlotte for stuff like that for to host those kind of events, but also like like you're kind of saying, Ted, for parents who mm-hmm. want to be able to work out or you know have a place to go and take their kids and stuff like that. We the YMCA that we go to is pretty big. It's not anything on that level, but it is pretty big. And same idea, like you can you got the childcare included, so. We can take our kids there, and you can, yeah, like you said, you could just go and sit on your laptop. You could just go drop your kids off and go take a nap if you want or whatever. Or, or go but, shopping, you know, yeah. We use it, right, go shopping or whatever. So it is cool, those facilities popping up. Yeah, and I'm all for that. I, I like that, that idea. I think it's well worth the bucks maybe that you have to pay. The thing that caught me today, and again, this is the old man and me coming out, um, you could tell that they have organized – leagues and uh, and trainers and you know all the special specialization that young kids are going through i know jared you probably think that i'm just out of my mind but not liking this but uh, i just miss the days really and it does make me sound like a cranky old man but i just miss the days of you know go outside get yourself a game and you know whether it be pickup basketball or sandlot baseball or you know sandlot football why does everything have to be so structured i guess that's the biggest complaint i have i think it's a legitimate complaint because uh, like one of the biggest things to me is it phases some kids out Mm -hmm. where like that's the only option whether Maybe some kids don't know how to get involved in that. Or can afford it. One of it. the biggest reasons is, right, that, that's what I was going to say. The biggest thing is sometimes cost. You know, some, some kids can't afford to get involved in that. And if it, you know, there's a lot of, Jared, you know definitely for sure, that basketball, baseball, some of these other sports, hockey, where it's really moving. If you're not on some of those teams, mm-hmm. you're almost like you're, you're an outsider or something like that when it comes to 
you know, trying out for the school team or something like that. So I get what you're saying. It is cool, like, when you have an event like the one that you saw, all the, like, top-level athletes and, you know, one, one huge gymnasium, that's pretty cool. But there is something to be said about, like, I remember, and I know, Ted, you do too, the like the Corona Baseball League, that yeah. the Summer yeah. Baseball League, that was just the coolest thing ever. Right. And, you know, stuff like that. You just go sign up and you go play. Like, that That was pretty cool. But I don't know. And this is maybe crazy. You guys, do you, like, when you say that, do you think, like, let's say when I was a kid, which would have been the early 2000s, did you still feel like that was the same problem? Because I almost feel like it really wasn't. I feel like I was outside a lot, played a lot of pickup games yep. all the time in my neighborhood. Uh, I feel like it's more nowadays because, what I mean, I don't blame the kids, and I don't necessarily blame the parents, but everywhere you look, a kid has, like, an iPad in their face. And I don't blame them because basically it's, like, today's version of, like, a pacifier where it just quiets them right down. I remember substitute teaching in, like, a little second-grade classroom, and it was, like, literally, like, a recess going on in the classroom. But as soon as I would whip out the iPads, like, the iPad cart, they would literally quiet right down. <laughs> so, basically, they were on their iPads all day. So, I get it. But... I think kids are on their iPads all day, and I think just the video games nowadays yeah. are just incredible. <laughs> I mean, there's literally virtual reality games that a lot of kids probably got for Christmas this year. And it's like, you put these things on, it's like you're in a whole other world. So I guess I don't really blame them for that. Yeah, it's a different world for sure. And, t- and you know, time marches on, and, you know, even old guys like me have to accept it. I, I understand all that, but I, I just think people were happier in simpler times, even going back to when you were a kid, Jared. I mean, there was some structured stuff, but it was it was all, almost all structured through the school system, right? For the most right. part. So it, yeah, and, and part of it, part of it too, is the the scheduling aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only do these kids have to go to school, you know, they go to school five days a week. But then you think about some, if they're involved in, I mean, God forbid, they're involved in like two sports at one time. Then they've got practices every week, games every week, tournaments on the weekends, tournaments on Sundays. And then they're going to school and stuff. And, and that's also a side of it that's like, and they, can they, like, be a kid at some point, too? But, right, right. you know, it's just crazy. Well, it's sort of like, it's kind of like an arms race, I guess, where I don't know who was the original wave. I think it was probably right around when Matt was a kid. The first sort of wave of AAU basketball became really popular probably when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. right around that time. If you're, but let's say, let's say you're, I mean, Matt will be feeling this pressure in 10, 12 years. His son's interested in in basketball. He's basically going to get, I don't want to say left behind, but he could be. I mean, unless he's, like, so, like, inner driven or Matt has him, like, on Julian Edelman and his dad, like, type routine workout workout routines. I mean, the kid, he's going to get left behind compared to his classmates who are playing in all these tournaments. Uh, Like, just because kids do not do that on their own unless they're LeBron or, you know, somebody who's a special type of player or type of kid they're just not going to do it on their own. So right. having that structure is what actually gets them outside of playing video games. No, yeah, you're, you're onto something because, right, that, I think that's part of the problem because sometimes those AAU coaches are also like the, the coach of the high school team. So if you're not going or they at least know each other, you know. Right. So if you're not playing for that AAU team, right, you're, you're like you said, you're getting left behind. So definitely, I don't find finding the balance. You got to be able to find a balance somehow. Well, that's what it's all about for sure. Well, great catching up, boys. Good stuff there, and uh, we're gonna touch upon the NFL Wild Card Weekend is underway. It's fact, it's gonna be wrapping up tonight with uh, the Rams and Cardinals, and we'll take a look back, get our thoughts out there, and we'll do it right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, guys, I'll just start. And I know we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about in the wild card weekend, but how cool was it? And I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was awesome to see Buffalo just pound Belichick and the Patriots. I mean, the Bills, I don't think you could play a more perfect game. I guess the only thing, the only flaw was I think they missed a couple of extra points. But other than that, every single time they had the ball, they scored a touchdown other than the kneel down. That was incredible. It reminded me a lot of, 
uh, Michigan versus Ohio State. And I think I heard some – I think it was maybe part of my take or something like that where I heard them make that same exact comparison. But uh, it really was. I mean, it was the same sort of thing where they've been getting bullied by the Patriots for, you know, 20-plus years, probably just about the same timeline as us versus Ohio State. <laughs> and in order to finally, you know, kind of break through and sort of reestablish the – chain of power like you just needed to completely bully them and kick their ass and that's exactly what they do so or it did excuse me so i loved it i mean i'm a big patriots fan i, I love the dynasties i love that i love alabama i love the patriots i want to see them win as many titles as they can but still i'm happy for the bills and it's just a really interesting nfl playoffs so so far i mean i, I wouldn't say there's one team that you can put above the rest i would say there's you know, four or five different teams that I could easily see winning the Super Bowl this year, which is one of the big things that makes the NFL playoffs so much more exciting than the college football playoff. It's just there's a lot more parity. Anything can happen, really. That is true. Yeah, because it, yeah, this year, like you, you, like you're kind of saying, there's it feels like there's some different teams. I mean, yes, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are obviously still there because they beat up on the Eagles, but the 49ers advanced, and you know the Bills advanced, so it does feel like there's some new teams. If Matthew Stafford can win tonight and get the Rams going, you know he might be one part of that like new blood in the in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean it, it it's fun to watch these games because I, I what I like seeing it's like the best football you can watch. Yeah, there's some ugly games like the you know the Steelers were in the playoffs and you know they're obviously not that good this year. But so that game was a little got a little ugly with the Chiefs pulling them out. But the like the quality of football is what I'm trying to say is just like so good. If you appreciate football if you appreciate like nfl football there's nothing better i actually i personally a lot of people say like they like wild card weekend better i like the upcoming weekend the divisional round because i think sometimes you get those teams like the steelers and the eagles get them out of the way Mm -hmm. okay now let's go see let's go see the the good teams when the number one seeds come back in but either way nfl playoffs you can't beat it yeah next week will be nice too because you're going to have the double header on saturday and the double header on sunday and that's uh, I'll be hunkered down in front of my TV for sure. Now, you know, back to yesterday for just one second. I mean, that Cowboys 49ers game and final play of that game, I mean, it was just insane. I mean, it, it really wasn't necessarily the worst call in the world, but the final execution was ridiculous. And I, and I know that the, the Twitter world and sports sports fans in general are up in arms over that finish. I am so sick of the complaining about referees. Like, I feel like even when the referee – we should not be making a big deal about either of those referee calls this weekend, mm-hmm. which one, when they blew the whistle uh, inadvertently mid during Joe Burrow's touchdown throw, which did not affect the play whatsoever. And anyone who has any sort of sportsmanship would realize that it had no effect on the play and it's bullshit if that wouldn't have counted. Uh, same thing with uh, this referee at the end of the Dallas game. If, if, if you need your referee to be freaking Bo Jackson, knifing <laughs> in and out of the Cowboys players – and running a four four forty to be able to get like a playoff, maybe it wasn't the best play design. They have one hundred percent have themselves to blame. And I love how Deck Prescott in the post game presser, like the they're telling him how the fans were throwing objects at the refs and he said like good for them or something, like good on them. Mm. Like, dude, what are you talking about? One, how does Kellen Moore, this, you know, next big thing in the head coaching world, get like a total pass on this like just completely like, I just still can't wrap my mind around how idiotic that play was because there was no wor- world in which they were going to be able to get that off in time. I'm watching yeah, I mean, right now, and there's an episode where he's talking, Tom Brady's talking about how, you know, right around 10 seconds, basically the best thing to do, get as far as you can until there's like 15 or so seconds left, and then give as many shots to the end zone Absolutely. as you can in that amount of time. And that's exactly yeah, that, what they should have done. That's kind of the thing. I mean, I, I see a lot of people ripping the play call. Of you know where where it was like the QB draw with Dak Prescott basically get as many yards as you can get down and then you know try and give us a, a shot or two at the end zone and he just ran too much time off the clock that that's kind of what you're talking about I don't have a problem with the play call I have a problem with the execution because Dak Prescott he ran too much time off the clock he should have got the first down got down and then you know the the big thing too is that's been talked about a million times I'm not the first one to say it. He handed the ball to his offensive lineman mm-hmm. as opposed to handing the ball to the ref. So then, like you said, the ref, people are expecting him to be Barry Sanders in his prime, juking around the place. And, you know, you got nine offensive and defensive linemen there. People are scrambling. Yeah, the ref can't, like, snake through those guys. 
he gets the ball and, you know, the, the clock runs out. Like, overall, I just – maybe, yeah, you can put it on the coaching. Maybe they weren't prepared. You know, who knows what was going on. I think they just kind of choked. I think they just, like, shriveled right. in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, they – Dak didn't execute the play, and then they they didn't do the, the clock play right. I just think the Cowboys blew it. I You know, the refs, you know, whatever. People blaming the refs. And first of all, like, Lions fans seeing <laughs> the Cowboys fans blaming the refs, you could just blow that out because, I mean, you got we, that we right. all know the Lions. Yeah, the Lions would have won that playoff game against the Cowboys if they didn't pick up that pass interference flag. So we, we can just ignore all that. But 100%. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more – I don't like the Cowboys. I think it's more – they just blew it. Yeah, they, they blew I, it. it didn't break my heart to see it, and I they did blow it. And, uh, you know, you can say it was a good call, but what were you really gaining? If you, if you throw it downfield yeah. and don't run that play, you're going to get two shots. They were only right. looking at one shot, no matter what, right? Even if he slid I, I, a little earlier. Yeah, I guess that was the like. It would have been different. Like, let's say they're on their twenty-five yard line. Right. He would have ran it down to the ten yard line. I can see their rationale behind that. But I mean, I would rather have two tries from the thirty-five yard line than you know one try from the twenty-four yard line. I I just didn't. I didn't see what. I mean, we're all being Monday morning quarterbacks here, but I don't know. I just didn't see what the plan was, especially when they went the whole length of the field where the 49ers were basically just letting them throw it and get right out of bounds. Yeah. I could have done that one more time if you wanted to try to get a little bit closer instead of the QB draw, but who knows? It, it, it worked like a charm if Dak Prescott would have got down earlier. Right. I'm just so sick of the ref narrative. It's like yeah. people just want the world to burn, and they just that's second reference to that uh, today. <laughs> it's like they want the world to burn, and anytime that we get a game that's a close game or it's decided and it's tight, it's like they just feel the need to blame it on the refs every time. Just enjoy the game, and unless it's something super terrible like a Jim Joyce uh, perfect game like blow or something like that, right. then just let it go. Amen. Right. I agree. Yeah, like that, like, right. That that situation, he, you can one hundred percent put that on Jim Joyce. He he blew that call, mm-hmm. so that that's warranted. What you're saying, yeah. The thing with the Cowboys, you, you I mean, you can be pissed at the refs for not being Barry Sanders or Bo Jackson, like you said. But you know what? I think the the Cowboys blew it. But I, I'm I'm with you though. I'm I'm glad to see you brought up Joe Burrow. Glad to see some new blood like that. Jo, Joe Burrow and the Bengals advancing, the Bills. You know, like just all these new teams. I'm I'm pulling for it. We've talked about it before. Tonight's game on Monday night. I hope Matt Stafford finally gets a playoff win. And, you know, they, they advance in the playoffs. I, I'd love to see, um, you know, Stafford advance in the playoffs. But we, we've, we've all watched enough Stafford, and he's kind of been doing it the last few weeks, throwing a few. I think, yeah. Jared, you said you, you feel like he's going to have, like, a great game and then throw, like, a back-breaking pick six or something. It does kind of feel like – it feels like that could happen. But yeah. I would just love to – if anything, I'd love to see him get one playoff win. At least, like, get that monkey, you know, because he's, he's never had a playoff win. Oh, yeah. Get that right. monkey off his back. Just get one. Win a playoff game. <laughs> it's not going to be good for Matt Stafford if they lose this game. There's a thought. Yeah. And people listening to this will already know the answer. But, man, you talk about hell on earth. If you're Matt Stafford, you're waking up tomorrow after a loss. Like, you got a long offseason to yep. go. But, but, and that's kind of stupid. I think that's not fair because, they, I mean, they already lost Robert Woods. They just brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They have so many different, like, moving parts on this team. It's his first year in this system. I really think next year is their window to win it. But I, I, but people just want you know results right away. And, well, yeah. definitely, I'll be watching it intently. I'm sure you boys will too. And you brought up Joe Burrow. I mean, how 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 bright is that guy's future? I mean, he just has the it factor, doesn't he? Yeah, he has the it factor. And what it makes me think, I mean, the Bengals, they you know they have Carson Palmer for a little bit. They did have a little bit of success, nothing really significant, but. You know, you see what happens with the Bengals. They were pretty bad, and you get a guy like Joe Burrow, and look at this. They're, I mean, like you said, Jared, you don't know who's going to win. I think the Bengals are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. You get a quarterback like that, what it does is, as a Lions fan, make me think, like, that's what we need. That We finally need just a guy like that, like you said, that, that has the it factor yep. that can lead these dudes, and then, you know, you, you surround him with some good players, some good receivers and stuff like that, and it can happen, but... Because it's not like the Bengals are some, like, great franchise like the Steelers or something like that. You get a good quarterback like that, you can turn things around. Oh, yeah, he stays healthy. I mean, that's a that's a Super Bowl contending franchise for the next 10 years. No doubt about <laughs> it. 
He is. He's just so cool. It's it's awesome. I, I love everything you hear about Joe Burrow. Every post-game presser, yep. uh, how he plays. He plays really fearless. It's almost like an old-school quarterback. It's probably what he reminds you of that. He just, that's the one thing that he could get. That like The one thing is he is so fearless, he doesn't really know how to slide. Like You see videos of him hmm. where the refs are telling him how he needs to learn how to slide. Because he does like get his ass whipped like every Sunday, but uh, he should be able to stay healthy. Knock on wood. Well, hashtag. Well, speaking of, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. What, what's your hashtag? It's hashtag since '57. <laughs> Detroit Lions yeah. again sitting at the top, longest playoff drought, wind drought of all teams in the NFL. Go Lions! Yeah. Right. Go Lions! Right. One of these years, right? But I, I was going <laughs> to ask. We, we brought up. We brought up last week. We were wondering if if there was a Manning cast. There is a Manning yes. test tonight. So, so Ted, I, I know the answer. Uh-huh. You watching that or are you watching the traditional broadcast? Manning cast 100%. <laughs> I'm going to get my my son-in-law Keith involved. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to this Manning cast. I, I haven't really watched, sat down and watched an entire game. Uh, tonight will be the first time I do it. You know what I've noticed is like we're even starting to do it here at Valley. Now and, uh, we've done it a couple different times now. These alternate broadcasts. Do you guys mm-hmm. think that these are sort of a flash in the pan, or do you really think that they have some staying power? It, like, I, 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 the way I look at it is, it, it really one hundred percent that depends on who you have on the on the simulcast. You know, if it's Charles Barkley, guess what? People are going to be watching it. If it's yep. Peyton and Eli, they're going to be watching it. If you know, I, I don't even some boring guy that no one really cares about, it, no one's going to tune in. It just one hundred percent depends on the people. I don't really think the idea is like that next level. It's just it depends on who the person is. No, I, I, you're you're 100% spot on, and obviously you laid it out. Like someone like Barkley, uh, Peyton, and Eli, these are perfect people to have that alternate broadcast. I think we we've said it, and I, I think Ted, you agree. It seems like this Manning cast is probably going to be around to stay. I mean, they're they they might sign on for a longer deal or something like they that. Need I'm, to. I'm curious to see what they do. Yeah, and they they might do every Monday night game next year. You know, who knows? But I think it's all something something that's going to stick around because you know the last handful of uh, national championship games ESPN's been doing the mega cast where you got like the traditional broadcast on ESPN ESPN 2 will have like it's just the sky cam and then you know on on other channels they have like the game but with the home radio call mm-hmm. like even even the Michigan Georgia game they had I, I forget what channel it was on it might have been ESPN news might have been ESPN 2 but it was it was the game with Jim Branstetter, you know, his, his radio call of the game. Stuff like that is awesome. And then they have, like, the coaches' film room for, for some of the games where, you know, it's a bunch of, like, six or seven coaches sitting there watching the game just talking about strategy and stuff like that. For the people who, like, aren't, you know, maybe diehard Rams fans, for example, tonight who want to just watch the broadcast and listen to the analysts and the play-by-play, people who are just, like, you know, casual fans, that's the kind of stuff that they probably want to watch. I mean – you know, you want to hear some coaches talk about it. You want to hear Peyton and Eli interview Rob Gronkowski, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Like that, that stuff is super fun. So to answer your question, I think stuff like this is only going to grow. And speaking of that, like the Nickelodeon broadcast, there was one of those games was on Nickelodeon again. Stuff like that is cool. So you're all in on that. Now I'm a, I'm a little in. different. I'm, I'm more of, I'm all in on the Manning cast, but all the other alternatives, I have not yet really gotten into it. I probably, if I'd have realized Brandstetter and uh, Deerdorfer on the Michigan game, I might have checked that out. But other than that, I'm not interested in watching all the other gimmicky stuff. If it's a, just a regular game and it doesn't have uh, a man, the Mannings on there, I'm watching the regular you know, broadcasters for, for almost 100%. Yeah. I tell you what, the Nickelodeon broadcast, it, it cracks me up that they do this. It's like you turn it on for two seconds and you realize how much you appreciate having Jim Nance and Tony <laughs> Romo and just people that actually care about football because, like, I turn it on for five minutes and every time there would be, like, a close call or you wouldn't know what the hell the penalty even was because they're talking about, you know, what, what the player's favorite superpower is. I, I, do you guys really think that this is going to have, like, some resonance with, like, kids? I mean, Matt, you have a little daughter. Did you did she, did you find her looking at the screen when you were watching this Nickelodeon cast or not at all? No, I mean the Nickelodeon thing is obviously definitely like a niche thing. I mean, I, I probably a lot of people maybe turn on like you said for a few minutes. Ha ha, this is kind of crazy. All right, I'm going back to the, you know, the regular one. I don't know. Maybe there's some kids that would that would it would get them into football. I think it rates pretty well. Like it it does decent numbers. So. 
you know, they obviously keep doing it, so it works. But it, that that one is a little over the top. It's fun. But, no, I, I think the other ones are, are great. I mean, you know, we talked about, like, Herbie and Fowler. They're, they're like, top level. They're, they're the best, you know, at what they do. But if there's a broadcast team that you didn't like calling a game you were watching and they had the game on TV with the home radio, like, that, that's kind of something that some people might actually listen to. So, yeah, who knows? All right. Well, good stuff, fellas. A little football talk for us. We'll get ready for the Rams and Cardinals tonight, and uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about that next time we get together. But uh, before we wrap this thing up, we got a little tedertainment tonight, and that'll be on right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, this portion of Three Point Podcast, again, brought to you by our great sponsors, including Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the ALS Association of Michigan, and Z92.5 The Castle. Uh, this is Tedertainment tonight. I'm the star, of course, boys, right? <laughs> so, how that, many? Uh, I that loosely. <laughs> how many Emmys or how many uh, Oscars do you have? I don't know. Maybe a Webby. We're working on a yeah, Webby. I mean, I mean, you put in more work than the rest of us in this category because I mean, every time it's like you burn through like ten TV shows a week. Meanwhile, I watch like three episodes. Yeah. So I, I think that's why you're kind of the star of it is you've seen everything. Well, yeah. Whenever we talk about, TV. yeah. Whenever we talk about entertainment, I'm like, I've got the one thing that I watched. I can add in. <laughs> well, I got a couple here, you know, and yeah. I, I think I tweeted it, and I'll start with. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Netflix uh, movie, Don't Look Up, with DiCaprio, Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, kind of a satire on what's going on in our world right now. It's had mixed reviews. You know, some people like it and some people don't. And it's almost right along the lines of the political world out there right now. But I personally, I found it to be pretty hilarious and uh, spot on with what's going on right now with with COVID and everything else politically in our in our country. And it's basically about uh, a, a super giant meteorite, meteorite that's going to hit Earth. And a lot of people say, no, don't even worry about it, including the president of the United States at that time. And then it's just mayhem from there. So that kind of sets it up without giving away the, the ending. But did you watch it? And what did you think? I, I saw it and I didn't really understand why it got why it was getting these negative reviews. I thought it was, like I said, funny, uh, great actors and actresses in it. Jonah Hill, I thought he was hilarious. Leonardo DiCaprio, his character was pretty hilarious too. Uh, I, I loved it, and you're exactly right. It kind of was a movie that sort of stick, stuck with you for a couple hours afterward where you start thinking about how sort of similar it is to kind of what we're dealing with, even with like the vaccine where yeah, it almost feels like it's like monetized where, excuse me, <coughs> maybe I have COVID. <laughs> where <laughs> Pfizer or Doc on wood, uh, where right. Pfizer and Moderna are like making this money off this vaccine. It sort of draws a lot of parallels to that sort of thing. And I think it's interesting. I think the movie was written uh, before COVID and they shot maybe half of it before uh, COVID shut everything down. And then they just came back recently and sort of finished it. Mm. So I wonder what they might've changed uh, between now and then that after they sort of realized that this situation sort of played out in a way in real life. Yeah. I- I've heard like mixed reviews when you have a cast like that, you know, it's going to be good. So like you just wonder then like, so what direction are they going? Is this like dead serious or right? Are they trying to make a satire out of it? I heard some people say it was a little too, a little too satire. Like it was a topic that you could have actually like been serious about, tried to prove some points, but I haven't watched it yet. I want to at some point, but because I love Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's, uh, as as Jared said, he's season tickets to me. I will watch anything that Leonardo DiCaprio does. Yeah, I, so I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Like, it, was it a little too satire, or well, is it just great? It depends. I mean, I can see the people that would not be too thrilled with it, and that would be uh, the right wing side. There's no question right. about it. I mean, Meryl Streep played Donald Trump. Uh, Jonah Hill played Don Jr. Basically, wouldn't you say that, Jared? 
And it was, it was it, definitely a slant against that political. A, a lot of the characters. I'm cool about that. Were, I'll, I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Maybe some of that. But it also, I, yeah. I, do you think that that is where they were going with, with basically those characters was entirely off of Trump? That I, I could see I that. I think so. But yeah, I mean, Meryl Streep is a red hat. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. She wore the like MAGA. Like, right. uh, type hat, right? I can see that. I I can definitely I can definitely see why that would turn people away that you mm-hmm. know don't don't view it that way. But uh, I didn't even connect the dots on that when I'm watching, so I'm just not as good of a TV viewer as you are. I'm not as seasoned as they would say. But no, I thought it was a great flick. I want the best part of this, and this is the way I always grade these type of movies. Think about how awesome it is that you were able to turn on your TV for free, essentially, basically for free, and watch a movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean. I don't care if the movie Meryl wasn't. Street, yeah. yeah, and Meryl Streep. <laughs> Sorry, that's my generation speaking. <laughs> um, uh, and just watch it for free. And it's a good flick. Like, it's just, I just like think people forget like how far we've come with this whole Netflix thing, man. It's awesome. Yeah. That was how I spent a Friday night this week was didn't have to go out, didn't have to go to the theater and spend $45, as you remember. Um, I was able to just watch this right on my, from my couch. And that's how I grade it. It, it was a, an awesome movie for that reason. Well, along those lines, I mean, you know. When when you have kids, Jared, it'll change. We along in that sense watched Hotel Transylvania four for free because it's streaming yep. on Amazon Prime, and it, it's one of those that my, my, there's you know we've watched the first three, and those are movies that like they're actually really good that like kid they're for kids but adults actually like them too. So we watched right. Hotel Transylvania four and it was really good, but. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. We're talking about Leo and and that movie and everything. Did you guys see the story that came out about the the date that Leonardo DiCaprio took some girl on? I didn't no. see that. Yeah. So, so so some girl, I forget her name. It, it's you know some some girl came out and told basically TMZ or whatever about a first date that Leonardo DiCaprio took her on, and she she basically said it was the date from hell. But uh, it sounds like pretty cool actually. He he basically rented out a whole theater. It was just them two, and they watched every Star Wars movie back to back to back to back to back to back to back. However many there's forty of those stupid movies, and the whole time he was apparently like acting. He had lightsabers, and he was like acting like he was fighting off stormtroopers and stuff like that, yeah. performing the movies for her in the theater while they're watching them. And she said like it was a date from hell. I'm not a Star Wars fan. But I feel like that'd be a cool, a cool date. It's cool, and that's what's kind of wild about being somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio. That guy could take a girl on the weirdest of dates, <laughs> do the weirdest of things, which is basically what he did. I'm gonna watch yep, the entire yep. Star Wars marathon, and it just has no bearing. The girl will still love him. Probably they yep. probably went on ten dates after that. Yeah, that is just like maybe the the coolest thing to be able to do. You can be unabashedly like yourself, basically just say, Hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do in my free time. I'm going to go see these 10 star Wars movies. You're welcome to join me. And she did. And there's a reason she still went on this date. And there's a reason she didn't leave after movie one, two, three, four, (laughs) five or six or seven. She stayed for the entire thing. So that's all you really need to know about the date. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty crazy. Another one on Netflix, I would say, wait, did you give your, you didn't give your, uh, entertainment. Oh, yeah, I would say uh, out of three, two point seven. Does that sound oh. about right, Jared? Okay. Yeah, good flick. Uh, good watch. I mean, like I said, you yeah. got to. It's almost you got to put it on a whole new scale. It's like the Netflix scale, which in terms of Netflix movies and Netflix watches, I mean, it's a two point nine. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. There's one other one I wanted to bring up that's on Netflix. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, uh, starring Sandra Bullock, The Unforgivable. Oh. Have you seen that one? Haven't, but again, it's on the list because I've heard her. That's like her best performance of her career. She's really good in it. She plays a a mother that is sent to prison uh, for murder. You know, she spends I think twenty years in prison, and it's just the whole story after she gets out. And you know, it's a little bit predictable at the end. I won't I won't give it away, but uh, it's worth the watch. Sandra Bullock's outstanding, and she's always been one of my favorites too. Yeah, that's definitely on the list. That that's all I've heard. Is it? It's just who's the other girl? Uh, Vi, um, Viola Davis. Is that the? Uh yes, I believe. I think so. so. Yeah, yeah. They, people have said like they both should be up for awards. So mm-hmm. definitely got to watch that one. 
The, I don't know why, but movie like I watched the first probably twenty minutes of that movie, and mm-hmm. something about like the grimy like oh. it's almost like a Netflix type thing, the grimy action movie type thing. I don't. I just couldn't get into it. Okay. Probably was a good flick. I like Sandra Bullock. It was good. I just just couldn't didn't quite grab me. It wasn't. It wasn't like the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no. Right. That's a it's great, a great movie. It's a great movie. It really is. <laughs> well, well, I'd give that one two point five on the on the three point scale. Still pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good movie. Good. Bullock's good, and uh, you know it's interesting. It's worthwhile yeah. for sure. I'll throw uh, a show out um, that I've been watching. I'll be curious if Matt. I know Ted. I know you haven't seen this despite having HBO, but uh, it's a show called Euphoria. It's kind of mm-hmm. taking the whole world by storm right now. Basically, it, it, I would say it's sort of like our version of like Dawson's Creek or whatever you would have watched when you were my age, like Matt, where it's sort of like not a rom-com, but like a teen drama type show. Um, It's, it's basically about how this high school, it's like they all wear like glitter on their faces and their outfits are, it's almost like they're wearing Halloween Ted's checked out after you said said glitter. (laughs) Well, I'll bring him, I'll bring him right back in with this on HBO. If it it has the HBO label on it, he's going to at least watch one episode of it. Um, so, and it's got, uh, Zendaya who actually was, uh, like Mary Jane or whoever in Spider-Man, she's the sort of the main character, but she's addicted to like drugs and it's sort of just this wild high school, sort of like outer banks type style where it's like not really realistic. The kids are like basically super geniuses type thing, but, uh, it's interesting. It's dark. It's pretty wild what they show. I mean, a lot of nudity and stuff along those lines. I know that perked Ted up. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, just a very like wild show that I think we 100% need a Ted review on. All it's right. just, I think you'll, you'll watch it and you'll be sort of like your jaw will hit the floor. I, I think that's really the only way to put it. I'll check you it out. Yeah. Good so or you bad. Give it a rating, you give it a rating. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there watching it every Sunday night when it drops at 9 PM. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good show. It, it definitely entertains you. It's, it's like a shot. It's a shocking show with what happens and what they're show yeah. Like they show it's like, Man, they're like they definitely push the limits of like what can be put on HBO, which I don't even know if there is a limit. Right, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, no. Yeah. I, I've heard the same thing. People, people saying you got to watch it for that reason, like the shock factor and, and yep. stuff like that. And HBO again, Ted. You say it, everything on HBO is good. Yep. Um, we, I, it's on the list. I, I, I would be curious to watch it. Is it only the first season? Is there only one? Uh, first season's out, and then there's two episodes. The second season's okay. like in the midst of coming out right now, where it's a new episode every Sunday. Yeah. I'll wrap up uh, this segment on my end anyway with Dexter. You've heard me talk about Dexter yeah, yeah. New Blood, you know, the, the reboot from the original series, which was fantastic. It's right up there with, in my viewpoint, one of the top five series of all time. Uh, but the, the, the new one, it did not disappoint. I was surprised. I was going in thinking that it might be, uh, you know, just crappy remake or something, but it was really well done. Uh, they had a new twist on things. His son came into the, the fold, you know, and if anybody doesn't know about Dexter, he is a serial killer that kills killers. So it's, it's kind of a neat <laughs> twist. And, uh, <laughs> So I would say you like my, my well, serial killer I, stuff, I don't think, you? I think, I think you say that same line every time you bring up Dexter, that little <laughs> same like uh, sales pitch. Well, anyway, watch the, watch the whole season of New Blood, and it's, it's definitely worth the eight episodes to check it out. I would, I would highly recommend it. Would, a, you say, would you say to watch Dexter before watching this? You don't necessarily have to, but you do have to know a little bit about the background. But I would say, yeah, if you can watch season one of Dexter, if you can watch season one, which I think is probably the best season, season one or season three, but uh, you'll you'll know all you need to know about what happens. And then maybe watch the final episode of the last season of the original run. So you're up to date on what went on. I actually can't believe we've never talked about this, but I'm just ringing a bell because I saw Matt's... uh, tiktok from earlier of his son basically what his day is which is just eating and sleeping and shitting <laughs> and pooping. Ted, ted are you on ted are you on tiktok i think you'd really enjoy it if you're not i'm not ted would love tiktok ted would like tiktok oh I, just what i need another distraction but <laughs> maybe i'll get into it maybe i'll check it out it's fun up for free is it an app is that what it is Yep. It's it's an app, you know, basically just another social media. I I have fun with it, just messing around. There are there's legitimately some hilarious stuff on there though. Like some people are really funny. That out, you just get it's another thing, like you said, another distraction. You mm-hmm. get caught watching stuff. Next thing you know, it's a half hour later, 
and you're like, God, I just wasted a lot of time. But yeah, yeah, I already yeah, he, he on for too much TV watching. <laughs> yeah. No, but I but the thing that's cool about TikTok is yeah. you you can curate. It's just like a Twitter feed. You know, it's yeah. you you probably think like, oh, I'm gonna be seeing these high schoolers, you know, doing dances. Not not the case. I mean, you can curate it with your likes. I mean, it's kind of scary how they can do this, but oh. with your likes and how what you like, what videos you decide not to like, don't like, it creates like a feed for you where like I know somebody like my dad is on TikTok. All his stuff is, you know, Dave Ramsey videos and super seventies oh. sports. Like that's I feel like that's all he ever sends me. So it's okay. like you can create your own special thing, which is gonna be different from what Matt would have, different from what I would have. So I think right. that's what's really cool about the app. Oh, you yeah. know what? Your sales pitch, your sales pitch actually got me somewhat interested now. Yeah. I thought it was just kind of, you know, teenagers doing these crazy dances and no it's, celebrities doing stuff like that. But when you first log on, it will be, but after giving a day of you, you know, maybe maybe 30 minutes of you going through liking 20 videos, and it'll kind of curate it to what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and and there is actually there's there's a lot of dumb stuff like anything, but <laughs> there's actually a lot of pretty creative and funny stuff on there. So All yeah, right. just another thing, Ted. We're we're trying to help you stay in this century. We're trying <laughs> I'll to check it out. <laughs> I may not be lasting much longer in this century, fellas. But, uh. <laughs> I'm getting Ted in on TikTok now. The the thing yep. I was going to add for uh, Ted Entertainment. So I talked about we we caught up on Yellowstone. Right. We did move on. We we started 1883 because we needed something to watch and we liked Yellowstone think? so much. The thing is, I was curious about was if Yellowstone was so good and set the bar so high if like 1883 like stood no shot basically mm-hmm. if you know yellowstone was so good 1883 just wasn't going to live up to it right but with again a cast with a cast like sam elliott tim mcgraw and faith hill uh i, I think it lives up we we're, we're caught up to where it is now i like it i, I like westerns so that mm-hmm. helps and right. uh sam elliott's fantastic and oh, it, awesome. I, I like it so far i like it it cracks me up, man. They these TV companies, they they see guys like you, Ted, like you, Matt, and they just they 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 see a money pit when when they have it, and they're just squeezing every drop. Isn't Yellowstone only like a couple seasons in, four. and they already have a four. origin season, four seasons in? All right, so I guess that that's a little bit more uh, time under the under their belt. But I don't. Is it really that good of a show? Like, yes, point blank, it's that good of a show. Would I like it? Or Would is you like it, Yellowstone? Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think so because the, the acting is good and there's action. There's a, a touch of comedy. You get like it's a great story. I, I think it, it really has everything. I, I I I was a little hesitant at first. I like Kevin <laughs> Costner a lot, so yeah. I was like, okay, it's going to be good. But when you know, you know how I am. We've done entertainment enough. When everyone was saying Yellowstone's yep. amazing, Yellowstone's amazing, Yellowstone's amazing, I was like, all Makes right, all right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I was like, all right, this this is Costner though. I got to give it a shot. It is, Jared. I, I think you would like it. And then the other one, final thing on the 1883. Even though it's set as a prequel, you you could watch 1883 completely on its own, Yellowstone yep. completely on its own. They don't really tie together. I mean, it's yeah, they at stand this point on their own. Yeah, at this point, you'd almost if you didn't know Yellowstone, you wouldn't even think anything of it because i'm sitting here watching trying to be like all right when are they gonna get to montana like when is this gonna start coming together but no it's good so far all right i I, so how do i watch paramount plus is yes all right so that i just gotta fork over the cash and binge it that's do the do the the free trial and just commit a weekend to it (laughs) yep there you go i'm gonna i'm gonna do it you have my word i'm gonna do it i don't know if it'll be in time for next podcast but uh i'm gonna watch yellowstone i'm gonna give it a shot I would because you can you can now stream every episode, you know, yep, where yep. 1883 you got to wait, you know, yep. to, to watch it. So I'd start with Yellowstone for sure. See if you like it. All right. That's a deal. All right. Well, I think we did it, boys. We made it through another podcast. We'll have our final thoughts right after this. All right, fellas. Another good podcast, number 200 in the can. Can you believe we put up with each other 200 episodes plus a few bonus episodes? It's amazing. And we're still getting along. I'm just waiting for more of these Jared stories to show up. Yeah, the pressure's on him. Every week he's got to come through now. <laughs> I don't search these stories out. You know, it's almost like I'm a martyr. They they find me. I just find myself in some dumb situations. Partially my fault, partially not my fault. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we appreciate we appreciate you, and we appreciate all our listeners. They follow us at Three Point Pod, and if you are a listener, definitely share amongst your friends. Let our partners know you listen in and enjoy the program. They include Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the ALS Association of Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. By the way, speaking of the castle, tune in Friday, January 21st, as the Owasso Trojans travel across town to take on the Corona Cavaliers, our alma mater. So we'll be there broadcasting that one. In fact, we're going to do both games. We'll have the girls' contest, a special three-point podcast broadcast for you with Casey Smith making his debut. So until next time, for Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel saying so long, everybody, and bye just for now. Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.